Today I'm going to be speaking about a passage in Joshua and also one in 1 Samuel uh, about setting up stones to, what, to remember what God has done. And my, this is about remembering the practice of raising up stones and that, occur, that applies to any physical object that you, you set up to remember something that God has done for you. It's a very powerful one that we should all be doing growing in our faith. And we're often encouraged to look forward, but looking back is very important. Looking back at what God has done can be very faith-building in our lives. So, first of all, I want to talk about the story of the 12 stones in Joshua chapter 4. At the end of the, the first book of the Bible, Genesis, we read how the descendants of Jacob were called to Israel, and they, so the descendants of Jacob, the nation of Israel, went down to Egypt. And the next four books uh, are about the Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, and they're how they became slaves in Egypt. They were led out of Egypt by Moses, and then they went into the wilderness. wilderness. And then the sixth book, Joshua, tells us about going into the promised land. And this was going to be a terrifying experience for them because 40 years ago, the previous generation had seen God work amazingly, supernaturally, taking them out of the land of Egypt by dividing the Red Sea. They'd seen this miracle, but almost none of them who were alive then had actually seen that event happen. And now God was uh, going to take them into a new thing, and he was going, God was going to encourage them that he could do the same kind of thing as he did before. And so I'm just going to read you the main verses for today. And these are, we're going to, first of all, look at this story in Joshua uh, chapter 4, and then we're going to talk about the greatest stone, then I'm going to look at the second passage, 1 Samuel 7, and then we're going to talk about how we can raise up our own stones of remembering. So Joshua chapter 3 and 4. Joshua said to the Israelites, come here and listen to the words of the Lord your God. This is how you will know that the living God is among you. As soon as the priests who carry the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, set foot in the Jordan, its waters flowing downstream will be cut off and stand in a heap. Now the Jordan is at flood stage all during harvest. Yet as soon as the priests who carried the ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped flowing. It piled up in a heap at a great distance away at a town called Adam in the vicinity of Zerathan, while the water flowing down the Sea of Arabah, Sea of Salt, was completely cut off. So the people crossed over the over opposite Jericho. The priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the middle of the Jordan while all Israel passed by until the whole nation had completed the crossing on dry land. So this is the event. This is like the background. Now here's the main thing. When the entire nation was on the other side, the Lord told Joshua, select for yourselves 12 men from the people, one per tribe. Instruct them. <coughs> 
Pick up 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan, from the very place where the priests stand firmly, and carry them over with you and put them in the place where you camp tonight. These stones will be a reminder to you. When your children ask someday, why are these stones important to you? Tell them how the water of the Jordan stopped flowing before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord when it crossed the Jordan. The water of the Jordan stopped flowing. These stones will be a lasting memorial for the Israelites. Now Joshua set up in Gilgal the 12 stones they had taken from the Jordan. He told the Israelites, when your children someday ask their parents what these stones represent, explain to your children. And then he goes on and describes how they should recognize this. Uh, Verse 24, so that all the nations of the earth might recognize the Lord's power, so you might always obey the Lord your God. So this was the event that happened. And uh, um, I'd always imagined that um, this would be something like this. Um, but uh, actually, these would have been much bigger stones. They would probably be like the size of um, a soccer ball or maybe bigger than that. And uh, they wouldn't have arranged them, piled them up like that. They would have put them out in some pattern on the ground. And the place where they put them, archaeologists think they've actually discovered it. And they, haven't, they can't find the stones anymore, but this place, um, which they call Gilgal, has got all the evidences of a very early settlement at exactly the right time, and with all the, the signs that it could have been them. But I won't go into all the details now, because it's not directly relevant to the message, but let's go back to the stones. Can you, could you anybody have an idea what I'm going to tell you you should do today? What I'm going to suggest you do is you you select some physical objects as tangible reminders of what God has done for you that you can look at and you can say, oh yes, God did that for me. And um, uh, uh, so I'm just going to show you a few of mine and then we're going to move on to the next point. I had the privilege of being brought up in a a Christian home and uh, Uh, I believed everything was true. My dad was a pastor. But as a teenager, I figured I'd have fun first, and then, you know, then I would become a Christian. And uh, this is my strategy. But I realized that uh, after a particularly challenging gospel message that actually this wasn't a good plan, and my life could be over in a flash. And I began to really, for about a month, really seek God with, with all my heart and everything I could. And one night... I was at my wit's end, and I prayed, I'm just going to throw myself on you, God, and let you decide what to do with me. But um, whatever you do with me, even if I go into hell, I'm going to praise you for eternity, because this plan of salvation you have is so amazing. I'm never going to stop praising you for 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 this idea of salvation. And I remember that night, it was June the 6th, 1971. And... Uh, at that, that moment, a little kind of thought popped in my head, a kind of a little sign, maybe, maybe God's heard you. Maybe that's it. Anyway, I woke up in the morning, and it was like this little flame inside me. And it was like, yeah, something's changed. 
and something had changed. I was a different person. After about a month, I had the courage to tell my parents that I thought maybe I was a Christian, and they said, well, we knew Andrew, actually. We knew we could tell. It was very obvious to everybody, but we're nice, nice to hear from you. And it was like, so, but, but, but what I, I actually have the Bible that I was reading at that time. This is the very Bible I was reading, and uh, this is my stone of remembering of what God did for me back on June the 6th. So that's, that's the first thing I wanted to suggest, to, to remind, uh, bring to you tonight. Um, there's, a, um, there's another example. Um, let, let's, let's just see what one do I want to bring now. Um, Okay, here's a, here's a less important example, but it's still very important. It's still important to me. Um, I was very involved in leading the youth group at my church, and um, I realized I needed to have a car for some things that we were doing. And I started looking, trying to buy a car, and I got scammed nearly by somebody, and I was just crying to God. And God, in an amazing way, provided a car for me. And since that time, every single week, I've had five, this is my fifth car, every single one, God has been quite evident in it. Like two of them I was given as gifts, and other ones um, came just, I knew it was God. And uh, so w the, the one that I had before this one, I, I, God did some amazing things. I was going to get the car, and I was going to go and pick it up, and I was just praising God. And you know how Jesus, one of his names is Alpha and Omega, that actually is literally is A and Z. A is the beginning and the end, A and Z. So if you think AZ is a, is a name for Jesus. And I walked up to the car, and uh, that was the license plate on the car. <laughs> and so I keep it, and I'm not letting go of this license plate. And this is my memorial. This isn't the car it was on, but this is my memorial. Every time I look at it, God is your provider. Um, so those are two examples. There's one really, really important example. What do you think the most precious gift God has ever given me is? Apart from my salvation, a physical gift. Hmm. Yeah, do I have a physical, tangible memorial? Yes, I do. <laughs> so this is, a, and this is what we do, and we recognize the value of doing this in our, in our society because physical things are very powerful in, in rem helping us to remember. So... Um, uh, this brings me on then to your turn, and your turn is I want you, not right this moment, but I want you to write down up to three things that you want to remember specifically God has done for you on your card. You can write it down at any time, but, but um, I'm just telling you now so you can get your mind thinking about that. Um, but what, what is the greatest stone that God has ever erected, like a physical, tangible thing as a memorial? Much greater. Well, they had the Passover meal, which was a memorial from Egypt, but then we have another thing. What do we have? Well, what's the greatest stone? The greatest stone is Jesus, the cornerstone of the building. How do we remember him? Behold, I'm lying in Zion, laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone, chosen and precious. Whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. And he took bread, and when he'd given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, Do, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. 
And we're going to do this right now. I'm going to ask Anne to come up, and we're going to remember what Jesus did for us in this physical, tangible way. Okay, so that is, this is going to be my practical encouragement for you this week. This is what you have your cards for right now. The card is only to remind you to do it. And try to write up to three. Um, I'm, I'm, not, I'm giving you three because if you've got right, you're going to get done. So just write up to three. One is fine. Um, and this week, my challenge to you is to get a physical object which is going to represent this for you. So let's go down to um, a, uh, a story now, which is another story of a physical object. And we start in, in 1 Samuel chapter 7. I'm going to read verse 3. Samuel said to all the people of Israel, If you are really turning to the Lord with all your hearts, remove from among you the foreign gods and the images of Ashtoreth, Give your hearts to the Lord and serve only him. Then he will deliver you from the hand of the Philistines. Now let's skip there to verse 7. When the Philistines heard that the Israelites had gathered at Mizpah, the leaders of the Philistines went up against Israel. When the Israelites heard about this, they were afraid of the Philistines. The Israelites said to Samuel, Keep crying out to the Lord our God so that he may save us from the hand of the Philistines. Samuel cried out to the Lord on Israel's behalf, and the Lord answered him. As Samuel was offering burnt offerings, the Philistines approached to do battle with Israel. But on that day, the Lord thundered loudly against the Philistines. He caused them to panic, and they were defeated by Israel. Then the men of Israel left Mizpah and chased the Philistines, striking them down all the way to an area below Bethkar. Samuel took a stone and placed it between Mizpah and Shen. He named it Ebenezer, which means stone of help, saying, up to here the Lord has helped us. Up to here being in this time, up to this time the Lord has helped us. So the Philistines were defeated. They did not invade Israel again. The hand of the Lord was against the Philistines all the days of Samuel. And so this is, this is a, a second example of a physical object that's used as set up as a reminder to us. Before I go on and give you some more practical examples in my life, just one thing that I came across that I thought would be useful. Sometimes we have stones that we need to tear down. Sometimes things have happened in our life that we need to get rid of. And I, I found this by a guy called Andrew List. I found this writing. Honestly, when times get difficult, instead of going back to all those stones where I can recall and rejoice in God's work in my life, I go to the stones where I've experienced painful rejection and loss, utter discouragement and abandonment. I go to those stones out of bitterness, a lack of forgiveness, anger and self-pity. These places are real and they're places to pass through, but they're not places I should stop at. And I, I want to recognize that, we, that often there are physical objects which bring us back into a negative place. And, and I think we need to be very 
definite about dealing with these things. And uh, part uh, one thing I've, that, that I've, I've um, come across, which I, I did it myself at one point, that people have done, is to actually take a piece of paper or a card and write out what it is that was done to you or, or that happened that was so bad. And then when you've done that, destroy that card by, by burning it or flushing it away or something like that and symbolically giving it to God and saying, God, I am giving you this now. I'm, I'm giving this to you. Uh, it, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, trusting you that you are going to take this and you're going to keep me from any damage that's happened in this. And so that might be something that, that you, you might want to do to get rid of some of the negative stones. And if it's something, if it's a physical object that reminds you you can't get rid of, maybe do some process of rededicating it to God and cleansing it of these bad memories because that process can help you move through. I'm going to give you a few more practical examples before we close, just to maybe give you some ideas. Um, when I when I finished university, I God gave me an amazing job at Marconi Research, and I was um, very blessed there. And when I finished there, they they gave me this case, and I um, I keep it as a memorial for the <laughs> blessing that God that God gave me by by giving me that job. And uh, when, I'd, when I'd, I moved on from there to my second job, which was I, at IBM Research, and uh, that, was, that was just amazing how God provided that. And uh, what I keep from that is this little, little metal coaster commemorating one of the product launches, but I actually keep it at my desk where I do computer work, so I don't have that with me, but I have this little commemorative plaque that I, I rest my coffee on. God gave me this job. And uh, then, um, then uh, I, I uh, had an amazing job at the university. Um, it was quite extraordinary. When I finished my PhD, um, I wasn't sure what I was going to do. And I, I went in and talked to the people about, you know, maybe they had a job. And I didn't realize that God had given them a quota of new professors to hire. New, new, new lecturers to hire, and it had to be filled up in a very short time. And I walked in right at the right time, and it was like, okay, I didn't even have an interview. You're going to be starting on Thursday, <laughs> tenured professor, like just, just like that. I mean, they did know me because I did, did my PhD there, but it was, um, it was just God, and that was amazing. And um, part of my work there was published in a book, and I keep this book as a memorial to what God did for me at that time. And I can look at that and say, that was just God. That was, wasn't me. That was God's timing. That was like supernatural. And uh, um, the... The, the next thing that God did, which was also quite extraordinary because I didn't think I was really had the right, the right position to move into the job, but he gave me a job um, uh, as the, the, the principal, the dean of Toronto Baptist Seminary. And um, uh, that was a wonderful 12 years I was there, um, nine years I was the dean. And, um, I was, and I have this photograph of my, myself and the wonderful people I worked with, which I stick up on, my, my, on the, the cabinet next to my desk, and it's there all the time as a reminder of God in my life doing that. And, uh, and then, so that was, uh, that was um, uh, working in um, the, the Bible College. And then when I'd finished in the Bible College, there was, uh, let me just see if I've got this. There we go. 
when I finished in the Bible college, there was another remarkable um, job, gave, uh, job God gave me, and I have a, a binder, I don't have it with me, a binder which um, uh, I have that God provided for me. And it was a wonderful job because it enabled me to work part-time when I was um, <clears throat> work part-time so I could be starting New Life Church. And um, the, 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 the next thing I want to, to uh, talk about as, a, as an example is um, <clears throat> there were a number of very godly men and women that influenced me and, and helped me to get started in the, with New Life Church. And when we got New this was this was our first meeting, I think. So not many people there, but it was, it was. Uh, I don't. I think. Um, I think uh, Luke's worship and and Dan is Dan Heather are there somewhere. Anyway, uh, that was our first meeting. I think you may be off camera. Um, that this was our first meeting. But uh, what I do is to remember these people. Um, I've got w- w- one thing you have to remember often is a password, isn't it? So I've got one of the most important passwords I've got. I've got their name woven into the password of one of the people that got me help, helped me get started. So every time I type that password in, oh yeah, God bless you, you helped me so much. And that's like my password of remembering. So there are lots of different ways that you can do this, different creative ways that you can do this to help you to remember to set up some stones. And what I'd like you to do is I would like... Um, you to really be intentional about this this week. Really be intentional. Have something physical or like a password will do. I'm giving you these examples because there's a breadth of, 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 of options. But do something which is physically, tangibly helps you. I'll give you one more example and then we're going we're gonna to close. Um, as, as some of you know, we rent out our basement and we try and have it rented out to Christians. And uh, quite a number of years ago, we were having a prayer meeting actually in this building up in, in the room uh, up there somewhere. And uh, we were having a prayer meeting. And as we started the prayer meeting, a text message came through from the people who are living in our basement saying, uh, we're sadly letting you know that we're going to, things have come up and we're going to have to be leaving uh, the, the the rental and I'm just giving you the month's notice and um, and a few other things and I thought oh we've got to get someone else so I said to the people at our prayer meeting please pray that God provides someone for our, our to rent our basement so people prayed and by 11 p.m. that night I had somebody lined up they there was an email when I got home I called them they wanted to call we talked on the phone I emailed some pictures and they'd set it up by 11 p.m. that night and before they left um, they gave me a water bottle and this water bottle is uh, I don't usually use it for church because I usually have it set up as like a memorial on my shelf because like to remind me that and I look at that and I think you know God answered that prayer so amazingly and I need these things whenever I'm going to a new situation and what's going to happen oh you know what God helped me then and then and then and then and it really does affirm your faith so I want to tell you this is worth doing do it and let's have some testimonies. And, and I would love it if next Sunday we could get a couple of people to come up and tell us what they've done to erect their stones of remembering. And um, uh, 
we can just celebrate that. And of course, it could be a stone if you really want that. <laughs> There's nothing to stop you erecting a stone. So I'm going to, to just uh, close this now by rereading Joshua chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, and praying these over you. <clears throat> these stones will be a reminder to you when your children ask someday, why are these stones important to you? Tell them how the water of the Jordan stopped flowing before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord when it crossed the Jordan. The water of the Jordan stopped flowing. These stones will be a lasting memorial for the Israelites. This is particularly important if you're facing some sort of challenge right now in your life, something that could be make you question God or drag you down. This is particularly important to remember what God has done. So let's just pray now and we're going to ask God to bring these things to memory. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are faithful. I pray, Lord, for everybody here that all of us might be able to erect stones that remind us of your faithfulness to us, that will strengthen our faith as we move forward. And Lord, I pray if we have bad things that have happened, Lord, we bring them to you. We give them to you right now and ask, Lord, that you would just take away that remembrance of them in negativity and, Lord, replace them with a trust in you. Lord, we commit these things to you, praising you that you're a God who we can trust. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. So I'm going to, as they're coming up to worship, lead us in worship, there's one more way that you can erect a stone, and we're going to be participating in just one, just a moment now. You can write a song, in fact, or a poem. In fact, a lot of the songs that we sing have actually come out of their stones of memory, things like Amazing Grace. That is a memorial stone to what God did in John Newton's life. And so when you are singing these songs now, you are actually participating in a stone of remembering. If you're singing, like if you're just quiet and watching, you're not doing it. But so sing and sing out and, and praise God for the stone of remembering that God has done.